0: So yeah, the lunch was incredible, and they had extra lobster, so I had double lobster, so I definitely got my money's <laughs> worth. I um, mean, who wouldn't say yes to double lobster? He, he came around and he was like, This is fair, do you want this? <laughs> <laughs>
1: everyone, to another episode of the DCL Duo podcast brought to you by my Path Unwinding Travel. As you can tell by the fact that I'm the one doing the show intro, Brian is not with me today. So I, Sam, am hosting solo today. However, I'm not alone. Of course, I have a wonderful guest, a repeat guest on the show. Laura is all the way across the pond. And so I want to welcome Laura. Thanks for traveling so far to be on our show. (laughs)
0: Well, thank you for having me, Sam. It's so nice to be here.
1: Yeah, it's so nice to have you back. Now I know we talked to you before, but I want our audience to remember your cruise credentials because you are very close to platinum. I will point out, but tell people your experience with Disney Cruise Line and the Disney parks because you actually have you've visited more of the Disney parks than I have. I think.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I didn't realize that. Um, Well, yeah. So I guess Disney background. I live in the UK. If you can't tell from the accent. So first ever experience was in Disneyland Paris and, um, I went there twice as a teenager, but however much I loved Disney and however much I begged, I didn't actually make it to Florida until I was 19. (laughs) Really, really grateful to have been able to do that. And that whole trip encompassed our first Disney cruise as well. I think we actually only did one day at the parks that time. But yeah, so one Disney cruise that was back in 2012. This cruise that we're going to talk about today was my eighth. Um, So. A little over ten years to get to eight, but I've done. We've we've actually done mostly itineraries out of Port Canaveral in the US. We've done eastern, western, now southern Caribbean. Also lucky enough to have done transatlantic, and we did the not so northern Europe in last. Was it oh no year before last? Now so twenty twenty two. So. The, it was supposed to be Northern Europe, but unfortunately, we couldn't go to Northern Europe. Right. But it was still a great cruise. And then we'd done Panama Canal as well. So we like the longer cruises. Definitely. If we're going to be traveling and spending that much time, we love the longer cruises. And as of this trip, I've now done four out of the five ships. So just the wish to go awesome.
1: <laughs> for now. Not
0: for long. Yeah. Then I'll have to do the treasure, but we'll <laughs> oh, yeah, at some point. I'm in no yeah. rush. Do you have anything booked on The Wish yet? No, no. So we've got, I've got a cruise with my dad booked for this summer out of Southampton. So that will also be on The Dream. And then I also have a Sydney to uh, Hawaii booked for February, 2025. So a bit more of a wait on that one. But that'll be The Wonder, which makes my heart happy.
1: Yes, Um, because The
0: Wonder's the best. Yeah. And I guess I missed off my Disney rundown. We have also been to Tokyo Disney. So that was really cool experience. And I could spend probably a whole podcast talking to you about that. So <laughs> <we'll leave it.
1: laughs> okay. So we're actually tied for a number of Disney parks that we've been to then. So, cause I haven't know. been to Tokyo, but I have been to Disneyland, Disney World and Disneyland Paris. But I will admit I've only been to Disneyland Paris for one day and like, It was just several hours. It was 20 years ago before there was even a second park. Yeah, yeah. So it was just like the Magic Kingdom Mm -hmm. park. You know, not the... There was no studios at the time. But... And like I said, I don't remember it. I was traveling Europe and I was done with churches and museums at that point. I was like, I need to go to Disneyland. (laughs) Disney, Disney, I miss it. Anyway, but I digress. So this, this trip was your first cruise on the dream and you mentioned it was Southern Caribbean. So out of Port Canaveral or was it out of Miami?
0: This one was out of San Juan.
1: Oh, out of San Juan. That's right. Amazing. Such a great such a great port. How many days and what were the other ports of call on this itinerary?
0: So I've written them down because I always forget the order of them. <laughs> <laughs> did them. So yeah, so out of San Juan, which interesting you say it's a great port. We got the not so great port side of it, unfortunately. Oh. So we were not right in the bay. Okay. Um, we were around the other side, which... I can get on to telling you about, that was an experience. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so San Juan, we then went to St. Kitts, Antigua, a day at sea, Aruba, Curacao, finishing with a day at sea and back into San Juan amazing. So this I say amazing
1: cuz these are ports that Disney only goes to a couple times a year. These are not their regular like eastern western ports. And so, you know, they do they do have uh, several cruises that go to San Juan either by stopping there or embark and or disembark from San Juan, but these other ports really might only get on one or two itineraries across the entire year. So really, really unique. Is that why you chose this itinerary in particular? Well, two
0: main reasons for this itinerary, kind of three, because I wanted to try the dream, but it probably wasn't necessarily a driving force. The main driver for this one of what how we picked it out from the website was price. Mm-hmm. The price on it was insane it was really brilliantly priced when when we booked it 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 was top of the kind of you know they come up in price order and when we looked for seven night cruises it was the cheapest seven night cruise on there so that was a a huge driver and then Mm -hmm. we saw the itinerary we just went yes yeah (laughs) yes Absolutely. You know, I
1: wonder if the reason it's less expensive than, you know, like a seven night from Port Canaveral or Miami or now Fort Lauderdale, I I wonder if that's just because for most Americans, there's going to be an added expense of flying to San Juan. And not that there aren't tons of Americans like us who have to still fly to Florida, but it's a more expensive flight to go to San Juan, even though it's part of the U.S. It's obviously, you know,
0: Further away. It wouldn't surprise me because for us, again, it, it was an added cost because we connected through the US. So we had to buy those separate kind of flights to get through. Right. But yeah, I, I guess that's probably a driving factor in what pulls the price down a little bit, maybe. But. Yeah, we absolutely loved it. We loved the itinerary. I, I would I would go back and do this cruise again. It was great. Awesome. So tell everyone who
1: is your who's
0: in your sailing party? Who do you travel so, with? Short and sweet, just me and my husband. Right. So just the two of us. Yeah. Nine. Yeah. So myself and my husband. We don't have any kids yet, but we love our Disney cruises.
1: Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, let's talk about the booking process. Sounds like it was probably pretty easy, but there's one thing that sort of complicates it for your husband, at least. I know you mentioned before we started recording, you have uh, dual citizenship. So you have a U.S. passport. And so you don't have to deal with any visas because the all of those ports for for U.S. passport holders, there's no visa issues, but you, you had to get like a visa for your husband. Is that right?
0: Yeah, so the Esther program from the UK is how we navigate that. Thankfully, we didn't actually have to do it for this cruise because he had one that was still valid from previous travel to the US. I think Mm -hmm. they're good for two years, but when we kind of went online to check, is it still valid? Like he was good. So thankfully, yeah, we didn't have to navigate any of that this time, but it is a very easy process and I think ends up costing. About fourteen dollars, and they say to do it. You know, the further out, the better, because it can take some time to come through. But for in in our experience, it's always been fairly fast to kind of come through and be approved. So yeah, we, we've never had any problems with it, and it does make customs. Uh, I I've noticed the difference in customs from. I mean, Estes have been around for years, but I've certainly noticed the difference pre and post. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. Well,
1: we I know that I believe soon we're going to have to start getting like i don't know if it's through that program or if it's something else but we're gonna have to start getting like visas or approval now to come over to the uk that's it's like a reciprocal thing now uh, yeah although it, they've been coming. talking about
0: that for several years and it never they hit, have. It keeps getting pushed back So yep, that's, we won't true. Hold our <laughs> <laughs> that's true i hope
1: so i hope so because brian and i obviously love coming over to the uk we love we love london that's where we've obviously spent the majority of our time in the UK and love that we don't have to deal with any kind of, you know, any kind of uh, visa situation. And it's, yeah, relatively easy to to book and come over there. And especially if we were going to come over for another Disney cruise, which I'm hoping at some point in the next few years, we'll be coming back over to sail out of somewhere in Europe, but hopefully the UK like when we sailed out of Dover to Norway, which was awesome. We haven't sailed out of Southampton, which I know you you have and, and you are going to be sailing out of Southampton. But yeah, let's talk about, you mentioned Puerto Rico being maybe not the best embarkation port, or at least from the port that you all left from. I didn't realize you weren't at the sort of, so when Disney sails to Puerto Rico, typically um, they, there's this port as i understand it because i actually haven't been myself right in the sort of heart of old town right near where the fort is and you can can
0: walk right up to it it's so central so brilliant from where we we went and stayed i think two i want to say two nights beforehand Mm -hmm. and from where our hotel was it was less than five minutes walk to the that port we Mm -hmm. knew we weren't going to be at that port but when we got there we were like if we had been this would have not easier yeah because you could
1: just walk with your luggage
0: like to the ship you you have to get an uber a taxi something of that nature to the port that we were at i forget the name of it but Mm -hmm. it was a drive all the way around to the other side you could just about see it from the main port and when we got on board we could see the two cruise ships that were in for the day Just about kind of from the top decks. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it is a good, I would say, a good 15 minute drive. So that was fun in itself. Unfortunately, the organization at that port was less than ideal. Mm. The queues to get into the terminal when we got there were crazy. And there was nobody outside directing. Oh, directing. Oh, that's. But then the hilarious thing was that guests seem to be making up their own rules and just telling people you need to stand in this line oh and so we were like right and I just sort of like followed it round, kind of went down to the front and did find a person and just said where are we supposed to stand and she went what's your what's your port arrival time and I was like now and showed her my little apple wallet thing that I have popped up and she went Oh, join this line go straight in and I almost wanted to say you really need somebody about you know around the block 70 meters down that way to tell people what they're supposed to be doing because honestly there must have been hundreds of people just standing in a line that had been made up that didn't really go anywhere So there there were a lot of frustrated people we did leave late we didn't leave till after sunset that night so it was much much later we had the deck party for sail away and And then you just sat (laughs) we we've had that happen too and it's kind of it's just
1: the funniest thing it's very odd and then and then first seating you know dinner starts and you still haven't moved and then (laughs) yeah
0: (laughs) I think it was I, I want to say it was gone 6 p.m before we went anywhere and I don't know you know whether that was just because it was havoc getting on Mm-hmm. or whether they were just still loading supplies, or right. whatever else was going on. Or hadn't they been cleared, leave. or yeah, who who knows, so, who knows. Don't, don't know why, but we ended up sailing out in the dark, which was, you know, an interesting experience in itself. I was a little bit gutted, because you go right past the fort, and I was really oh, no. hoping we'd been in it the day before, and I was really hoping to see it from right. the sea. We saw the lights. Yeah, <laughs> It was nice. We did, by that point, we'd gone and got changed and got in the hot tubs that are on in kind of the adult's only deck and watched sail away from a hot tub. So you oh, can't complain perfect. at the end yeah. of the day. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm assuming then you must have
1: had late seating dinner. Um, yeah. 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 Late dinner people. <laughs> yes. Well, I think, you know, I think in general, I try to tell people, particularly if you're sailing with older kids or if you're sailing without kids, that you should take advantage of that late dinner seating, which tends to have less little kids in it, which means the early show has less little kids in it. But also, I feel like you maximize your day better. And I know there are people who are, you know, wedded to early dinner, and that's fine. I have no qualms with them. When when Nathan was young, we really needed to do that early dinner seating. But we very much prefer that late seating. And part of the reason is exactly that you can actually go into the pools or the hot tub or get on, you know, the one of the water slides, you know, the aqueduct on the dream without any lines because, you know, or you can be in the pool and the pool is empty because most people, you know, most families are at that early dinner.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, completely. And I get that. I think when we hopefully get to that point of bringing our children onto the cruises you know there was this the sweetest little boy at the table next to us but he could not stay awake almost every night he was asleep on his mother's lap and she was oh. eating the food over his head bless her. like <laughs> it was the sweetest thing but yeah he just he couldn't keep his eyes open at that yeah. point so yeah I, I completely get it for people you know different things work for different people it's like different staterooms work for different people Exactly. Well, that's a great segue.
1: Thank you for that, Laura. Let's talk stateroom. What kind of stateroom did you book? Is it different than what you normally book? And no, what did you think of it? Same
0: old, same old. Inside stateroom, but with the split bath. So yeah. I want, oh, don't quote me. I want to say 8A or no, is it 10A? No, it's 10A. I think it's 10A. Could be wrong. I'll trust Um, you. That's one of those things
1: where people say room categories to me all the time. And I just kind of nod my head because I (laughs) I honestly don't pay attention to like the category. Like I... I know some of the, you know, the names of different types of rooms, but I can never remember like what has what number and what letter. It's
0: inside stateroom split bar. (laughs) Yeah. Which is what we pretty much now always choose. We've Mm -hmm. done inside stateroom, porthole staterooms, balcony staterooms in varying capacities. I think I've only had a balcony once. For me personally, it's just not worth it. My parents Mm -hmm. absolutely love it because they sit on it and they use it. I'm just not in the room enough for it to warrant spending more money. And then equally the portholes, we had one for our European, not to Northern Europe, and wished we didn't have it. We thought that we would want to sit and watch us go in and out of the ports. We were on deck. And we actually really, really love that the inside staterooms, it is pitch black when you sleep, and I need that. I have a blackout proper like built-in blackout like I've put the wooden things around the side of my window to stop any light getting in because I just need darkness to sleep yeah. and yeah I would yeah, well, sleep of my life on the crisis. Yeah.
1: Well, and that actually is, I think, really smart, especially with the time difference, right? So you, whenever you're coming and sailing out of the US, you're gonna have a significant time difference from at home. And so it's always easier to, you know, force yourself to get on whatever the sleep schedule is of where you're going immediately. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I feel like having you know, a blackout curtain situation, you know, where, well, you don't even need curtains because there is no light coming in, in <laughs> an inside stateroom is actually uh, a really probably helpful way to to get on the time zone pretty quickly. Yeah. So I want to ask about the dream specifically, because mm-hmm. this is the, you know, this was your, your last of the four, we'll call them the classics, right? So what did you think about the dream? How does she compare to you, to the fantasy, and I guess a little bit to the magic and the wonder. But you know, did did you feel like she um, exceeded your expectations? Did she or did she wow you? Did she underwhelm
0: you? And you know, wh- what were your thoughts? So, start off and preface this with: I am a magic class ship um. loving. Yep. I, I much prefer the smaller ships, not because of size, not because of how busy they are, anything like that. Just for me, the layout and some of the, I guess, I don't know if I'm going to call them design choices, but venue choices I prefer. So yeah, I'll preface with that. Dream of fantasy, I think, to be honest, the only real difference the restaurants are the same; they have different names. I couldn't tell that. I couldn't have told you which one I was sat in versus yes. one, the other.
1: Yeah, Royal Court versus Royal Palace. I will tell you, I never remember which one is on which ship because they are identical.
0: And I still can't tell you that right now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, I think my biggest kind of, unfor- I guess, unfortunate disappointment mm-hmm. with the dream was the adults-only area. Being a couple. We're both city, so we spend a fair amount of time in there in the evenings, and it's it doesn't flow as well yeah. on the dream as it does on the fantasy. I'm not the biggest fan of of either of them, but I probably would pick the fantasy yeah. for the layout reasons. It felt very separate, and we were still we'd still go around a corner on the dream and go, oh, we haven't been in here yet yeah <laughs> whereas in the fantasy i think it kind of more leads you through yeah you kind of get to see all the venues and go oh okay i can pick which one i want to The a little like
1: more central hub with that the the carousel bar thing the yeah yeah the, the italian themed one yeah the italian bar theme yeah that one like that one sort of like the mix like a hub
0: yeah and then everything kind of spokes off of it yeah. Or kind of like you go around to O'Gills, and that's where it is. But yeah, so that was a little bit for me. I just didn't care for the layout, right? Um, and there's no Barcelona. I mean, I
1: always love to use the bathrooms think, in yeah. Barcelona on the fantasy. <laughs> yeah, there's yeah. there is no Barcelona on the dream for some reason. Yeah, no,
0: but they still have the weird mirrors in the like. Ceilings of the toilets, yes. we <laughs> <laughs> just don't need to be there.
1: <laughs> yeah. And did you notice that Skyline Lounge is actually smaller on the Dream than on the Fantasy because they have that little outdoor space that I don't know nobody really uses. Like,
0: yeah, it cuts but, into it, doesn't it? Yeah, it but cuts yeah, into it. Yeah, yeah. I never saw anyone in that space. Yeah. I think we even walked past it and went, "What's that?" Yeah, but yeah, yeah. The um, first time yeah, we were on think, the Dream,
1: we did the same.
0: Yeah. That that's the only real difference that I noticed that I can mm-hmm. draw between the two and probably if I had to pick between the two I'd choose the fantasy. Would it stop me going on the dream? No. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still gonna go in August when not next right. cruise that's booked. But yeah, I, I still do prefer the original, I'm gonna call them original magic class yeah. yeah, absolutely.
1: Well, you know that that totally makes sense to me. I feel the same way about the dream. If I'm choosing between the dream and the fantasy, I'm going to choose the fantasy just based on ship. But if I have to choose based on like timing or itinerary, like I'm perfectly happy to go on the dream. Nothing wrong with it. It's, you know, it's just a slight preference because the exact thing you said, the adult area is just a slightly better, both in theming and in layout on the fantasy, even though they're not like super duper different. They're enough different to make that little bit of a difference. Yeah. We've got to talk shows and I do want to talk ports a little bit because obviously these are great ports, but I want to hear your thoughts on the shows because this was your first time on The Dream. And so your first opportunity to see, of course beauty and the beast and so i have to i have to hear what you thought of the shows on board and did you go see them all obviously there's some overlap with some of the other ships
0: Mm -hmm. no so we did go see all of the main stage shows with the walt disney theater cast so all of the disney-led shows we went to beauty and the beast absolutely lived up to expectations we loved it I nearly like there was part of me that nearly skipped dinner to go watch it again. I didn't. Yeah, um, <laughs> it, it, and there is a dilemma. That's something I would do, Laura. Yeah, it was brilliant. Yeah, absolutely loved it. It lived up to everything you told me the last time <laughs> we spoke. Yes. So yeah, no, we absolutely loved that. The other two Maisy shows were equally good. So it was Aladdin, and I forget which.
1: Yeah, is it Believe or Dreams? I can't remember which one. It's on.
0: Believe because it's always struck me as weird that it wasn't Dreams on the Dream. Oh, on the Dream, that's right. That's right. <laughs> right. So, yeah, no, we we they were great. The main stage cast were really really strong. It yeah, really brilliant. And in particular, we did have a guest uh, Broadway performer which most of the time they have, I know not always. Sure. He was guest on Hot. In Eaty and the Beast, and he did a solo show, and I did not write down his name, and I wish I had. But I love that. He, yeah. Oh my goodness. He was just Gaston on, personified. Oh wow. <laughs> it was he was brilliant. And then actually in his main in his in his show in is it is it evolution? Yes, evolution. Please. Yes, he actually did some really like off-brand songs for for I call off-brand as that's a not evil villain, right? Not um, Gaston, right? Not and he he did do Scar Scar's song from the Lion oh, King. And that be was prepared, amazing. I was just like, play the Disney villain dude. It's amazing, <laughs> but he did do some off-character type songs, and they were also great. When the music started, I went, "Oh, how is this going to go? I'm not <laughs> sure how this is going to go." After seeing you right he was was very
1: good yeah like doing like a love ballad or something like that when you're like i feel like he did something
0: from tarzan like so just very yeah but really really wonderful performer like if i I genuinely would say to everyone whether you love musical theater or not i do my husband is take it or leave it he'll go occasionally Mm -hmm. for my sake yep He went with me to this because I said, no, no, this is a non-negotiable, honey. We're going. (laughs) Um, I'm sorry. (laughs) Um, But he even he was sat there going, his voice is phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. And and, so if you you were ever on a cruise that there is a guest Broadway performer and you have the opportunity, please go listen to them. Absolutely. Just incredible.
1: Yeah. And they they do that, you know, I haven't seen them do it on The Wish, probably because of the three and four night itineraries, but they have usually a Broadway guest performer on the other ships and on seven night sailings, they will tend to do one of those shows. They don't always do them on the shorter sailings again, because the itinerary is just so packed with stuff. But I always go when I have the opportunity to, because those Broadway visiting performers who are folks who have been in, you know, cast of either Broadway shows or West end shows or national tours, they're just fantastic. They're so, so, so talented and I have seen several different Mother Gothels from <laughs> on the Magic.
0: He last year. Yeah.
1: Brilliant. Just, yeah. they nail so, it. Yeah, they nail it. Exactly, exactly. All right. Well, I feel like we have to talk about the ports because this is a unique sailing that you went on. You mentioned you spent a couple of days in San Juan at the beginning to kind of tour around and see the fort. But let's talk about your, your port stops. What was the first one that you went to?
0: So we started off at St. Kitts. And so we opted not to book anything through Disney for this one. We decided to choose, well, there were four port stops. I decided, well, we decided to choose two slightly more expensive options through Disney for two of the stops Mm -hmm. and then either book something ourselves was maybe a little bit cheaper through TripAdvisor, Viator, those sorts of websites or just not book anything and get off and have a walk. So that was kind of how we structured kind of our budget for doing things in ports. We did have a food tour that I booked. I want to say it was through Viator, but I can't remember. But I just did my research, figured it out, had it booked. Unfortunately, got a message like the day before, like I think when we were leaving San Juan in the evening saying, I'm so sorry. I've like double booked and this tour is actually not going ahead. Um, oh, no. You And she, the woman that was running it said, you're welcome to join the tour that is going ahead. It's like a driving tour of the island. But for us, that was just not something that we wanted to do. We yeah. had, What we had was a eating tour, walking around. Right. The completely different. It was basically how we were going to do lunch. We wanted to see some like more local food places. My husband and I absolutely love trying anything that's like local food that we Mm -hmm. would never get back at home. And so, yeah, we had agreed prior to the trip that we did not want to be sat on a bus for four or five hours at any stage during this trip. It was supposed to be relaxing and chilled yeah (laughs) um so yeah so we just said thank you but no thank you could you recommend anywhere for us to go and she did send us a list of a couple of places she did we went we went and found one or two of them but unfortunately the port area itself i don't know what it was like before covid but i don't think it's really recovered it was I hate to say it but it was quite dilapidated there Mm. wasn't very much stuff that was actually open and I think probably the best way to enjoy St Kitts would have been to have gone on a bus tour around the island or Mm -hmm. you know whether they can take you and go out on a boat somewhere or whatever it was um because that immediate kind of walking area around the port just it wasn't that great and there wasn't all that much even open so we we had a little bit of a walk around we found one of the places that she'd recommended tried some sort of pastries and other little bits and pieces that like she'd kind of given us the things to have a look at but just decided that we would head back for the port area we ended up having a drink there's a bar like right as you get off and we were <laughs> like why not it's like yeah. drinks. Let's have a drink. We're on holiday. It's the first kind of proper day. I think we sat and had a couple of drinks. I got talking with the bartenders and stuff and just had a nice time for an hour or so. And then it was probably about 12 30, one o'clock. And we sort of looked at the time and went, let's go back to Cabana's before it shuts. I always forget what time it's going to shut. And obviously, my app's not working at this point. And I was like, it's still before one o'clock. Let's go. Yeah, for sure. Uh, So we got back on board, went to Cabana's. Got a really lovely lunch. I am a massive fan of cabanas for lunch. Just absolutely love it. Well,
1: There's so much much variety. And I would say cabanas for lunch is better than cabanas for breakfast.
0: Agree, because the breakfast food just doesn't sit out as well. Yeah, so I'm a, (laughs) I'm definitely, and my husband is exactly the same. If we have the opportunity for a sit down lunch in Royal Court, Royal Palace, whichever it is, we'll do that always lunch at cabanas or on deck or something yeah oh you you mean breakfast you said lunch but you meant breakfast sorry yes so always sit down breakfast and then if you can if you have time yeah yeah if we have time yeah Um, i
1: feel like the only the you know on those port days the sit down breakfast is a little bit difficult because you might have an early meeting time it depends what you're
0: trying to do yeah yes and when it opens because it varies
1: Exactly. Well, I will say, in Saint Kitts, we went in 2019. I don't know if it's you know changed. Obviously, you mentioned that the port area seems maybe quite impacted by COVID and and hasn't maybe come back. We did an excursion to what was a, a former sugar plantation, and it was a zip line excursion. It was fantastic. So, just putting it out there that if you go back to Saint Kitts, or for anyone who's going to Saint Kitts. If Di- we did it through Disney, but if Disney is offering this sugar plantation zipline excursion, which is like a canopy one where you had, we went it on like four about, or five. I, I
0: feel like they are still offering it. Uh. It's ringing a bell, but yeah, we that was quite good. That went, hadn't signed up for anything. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. but no, I think if we, 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 we wouldn't necessarily not go back to thank it, I think mm-hmm. we would just hope that we had a better plan or plan that worked out next time. Yeah. Well, and
1: obviously you you did have a good plan. It's just your tour operator screwed up, frankly. I mean, that's kind of that's a bummer because, you know, I we do always recommend like TripAdvisor and Viator are usually the best sources for, you know, outside of Disney excursions, because you can get a lot of feedback and reviews. There's a ton of information out there of people, you know, like this tour Guide, they don't like this tour guide. This was a good, you know, a good excursion. This was not a good excursion. That sort of feedback is really helpful, but not if your tour gets double or your tour guide gets double booked and doesn't realize it. it.
0: Sounded, unless she was a great liar, it sounded like a genuine mistake. Yeah, um, yeah. Of the tour that we booked onto should never have been available to book was yeah. what we told. They gave us a refund. It landed almost sure. immediately. It, you know, it was no harm, no foul. Just, yeah because i wanted to try all the local food yeah <laughs> well what was your
1: second port of of four ports
0: so the second one we did was antigua and this was Ooh. where we booked it was a catamaran tour with lobster lunch that we did through disney it was 125 dollars a person so it was not cheap mm-hmm. um but 110% worth it. Oh. I was talking to my husband before I came up to talk to you and I was like, is it like kind of any highlights that, you know, I need to tell Sam and Brian about? And he was like, the catamaran. Yeah. <laughs> um, I love that. It was really, really brilliant. The staff on the boat were just incredible to start with. As soon as we got on, it was, it was the sort of classic catamaran with the like trampoline-like net Oh yeah. On so we immediately grabbed a little spot in the corner of one of those, um, and there was a really good mix of um, families and just adults on their own, um, and then some kind of older teenage kids too. So like full mix of I think there, w- there was there were a couple of babies and then oh wow to kind of all ages. So yeah, the lunch was incredible and they had extra lobster. So I had double lobster. So I definitely got my money's <laughs> worth. I mean, um, who wouldn't say yes to double lobster he came around and he was like this is fair do you <laughs> want it?" <laughs> i
1: mean unless you have a shellfish allergy which if you do you shouldn't go on this excursion in
0: the first place just okay. from the contact and they had chicken as an option <laughs> and i believe they had some sort of vegetarian maybe corn or some sort of like type burger thing Mm -hmm. available so it was kind of still in the barbecue vibe but the barbecue was literally on the back of the catamaran which was also very cool and then from kind of I would say when we got to I think it was when we got to the first beach maybe a little bit before there was an open bar so there was rum punch and prosecco and beer and they were very attentive (laughs) <laughs> so everyone was
1: happy or at least all the adults were happy yeah. and they yeah, all had a, a fruit punch for the kids or juices for the kids they yeah, tend yeah, to have absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah
0: they had they had everything for every like to suit everybody and even like we were swimming at the beach and they'd like look over the side and be like does anyone need a beer and like throwing <laughs> them down to people they wouldn't obviously throw down glasses of rum punch or anything but- <laughs> Sealed <laughs> the containers they would give down to you and then they were very conscious about making sure that they collected everything in. Yeah, so that had two beach Was there snorkeling with this or was just or was it just swimming no at the I no, there wasn't. I think some people had their own snorkel equipment that they brought. Mm-hmm. But both of the stops that we made were pull up to a beach, so you could get off, sit on the beach, go into the water. It was not a snorkeling right out in the ocean type of excursion. Well, and that's any snorkeling gear. gear.
1: Yeah. Well, and that's a a good thing to look for for folks who well, if you like snorkeling or you don't like snorkeling or you want a beach versus you want to be out in the water, you know, looking at fish. Right there, uh, there are variations of different catamaran excursions that Disney offers at at different ports, both in the Eastern, Western, and Southern Caribbean itineraries. They exist in all of those itineraries, but they definitely vary. There are some that are snorkeling ones and others that are more, you know, beach-focused ones. So, yeah, sounds like a great excursion. I will say, I don't know how Disney finds these tour providers in particular, but it seems like on the catamaran excursion side of things, we have only had really good experiences and like you mentioned, really good food and service on board these catamarans too, with, you know, a crew of like three or four people, but somehow they're able to be super attentive to everyone.
0: And even to the point So as soon as you got on, they said it's a lobster lunch, but we appreciate not everyone wants that. Who wants chicken? Who's vegetarian? Mm -hmm. They took orders in and actually, I think some people just didn't listen. So they Mm. didn't have the right amount of chicken on the catamaran but there was another catamaran where we were just split into two groups and randomly put onto two catamarans to yep. the point where they went and found the other catamaran to get <laughs> extra chicken to get more chicken wow. these guys were like no one is going hungry no yeah. no we're not having it yeah. so they, they were brilliant honestly yes. couldn't hold them
1: well that's fantastic
0: I mean I would not turn
1: down lobster like you I would be the one saying I'll take the spare but I will tell you Nathan Nathan won't eat lobster so and it's not like I don't think he's ever even tried lobster like it's just he would oh, he would go for the chicken over the lobster he's but you know he's a kid and their kids are weird so they haven't figured out the life yet um <laughs> <laughs>
2: Hey, DCL Duo fans. You know, we get the question all the time. Should I use a travel agent to book my next Disney cruise or should I just book with Disney directly? And I'm going to tell you, if you have that question in the back of your mind right now, you should stop what you're doing and head over to mypathunwinding.com slash DCL Duo. The folks over at My Path Unwinding provide an amazing service. They are so knowledgeable and so friendly. We rely on them ourselves to book our family vacations and they provide an amazing service. And the best part is you don't pay anything extra for it. Disney, other tour providers, and other cruise lines have built the cost of their commission into their pricing. So if you're booking directly, you are just paying that money back to the provider when you could be spending it on the kind of service you would get from My Path Unwinding Travel. You've heard from their agents on our show. They are so knowledgeable, so giving of their time. They know so much about Disney Cruise Line, Sailing Concierge, other cruise lines, other all-inclusive vacations and adventures by Disney that if you have a vacation in mind, they are the ones to book it for you. So again, head over to MyPathUnwinding.com dc Duo, so they know we sent you their way. Thanks, My Path Unwinding, for sponsoring the show. And with that, back to our episode. <phone rings>
1: Um, what was your what was your third port stop I know your last one was Curacao but I'm forgetting which one was your third
0: we had Antigua we had a we had a day at sea the next day and then we went to Antigua and I, was, oh, I thought I, that was Antigua have I where did, what have I said Aruba huh. oh Aruba huh. okay See, I told you Sam I have them written down and as soon as I don't look, <laughs> I get it wrong
1: <laughs> okay so Aruba was catamaran so what was Antigua?
0: All right, no, I had it right. It was Antigua with the catamaran. And it was <laughs> Aruba. <third> oh.
1: <laughs> all right. What did you? They all start with A and they end with A too. Aruba, Antigua. I mean, it's, yeah, yeah, it's very, yeah, I'm with you there, Laura.
0: Yeah. So what, we had what a did C we C do day in do Aruba? Between, yeah. And then on to Aruba. And I will say the layout of this cruise in terms of two port days, C day, two port days, C day, I would actually seek that out again. Oh, it, yeah. Yes great yeah because um, you get
1: that rest in the middle with that with that sea mm-hmm. day and that's like a perfect paulo brunch day i would say <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the
0: paulo dinner but yes yeah, so it's a great it's just a great kind of like mid cruise reset yeah, flow, and then having exactly. the day at the end just i always hate that like rushing around like a headless chicken because you yes. either get back from port or whatever on the last night and you feel like you don't enjoy your last dinner as much because oh, you're like no. I'm not packed. especially um, if it's
1: castaway if your last I feel like there's a lot of itineraries where your last day is a full day at castaway and I feel like I end up cutting my day short at castaway so that I can get back and pack so that I don't have to like rush out of dinner or or if I want to go see the show or if I want to hit a bar right like I want to get all packed, and it, you just
0: yeah. feel like you use that whole last evening because it yes. feels like you want the time in the day, but you don't want to give up the day that you've. Yeah, you
1: don't want to really give it. the day. You don't want to give up the evening. It's this. Yes, I agree. It's a sea day as your last day, whenever possible. I mean, it's not. Yeah. It, shorter itineraries, it's not it's generally not possible. possible. But yeah,
0: yeah. I would. I would. It's definitely become a decision point in like kind of future decision making of looking mm. for other cruises. I think. Yeah. So we had Aruba. This was the second one that we booked through Disney. We did just a trip to a beach club. Equally, kind of similarly to the catamaran, all inclusive food and drinks. So it, we just wanted it to be turn up, lay on a beach, read my book. Yeah, to yeah, just grab a drink and not need to worry. Do I need? I need. I need to go pay for this. I need to pay for that. Like it was a buffet lunch, which was also delicious. Was I this?
1: And was this a beach club that you had to take a bus to, or a beach club that you had to take a boat?
0: To take both. So You had to take us. a bus. Yep. To the kind of little outer area, and then you took a little taxi boat that was run by the island beach club. Yes. Place. Was it? Was it maybe Paradise Beach or something I like that? To I can't. Say maybe. I'm yeah. The name.
1: Yeah, or, I'm trying yeah. to remember because this is from like I said from 2019, but we did that I remember cuz we did this excursion it was like a private beach club but we had to take a bus and then a boat so it took a little bit to get there but we were there like a good amount of the day like it was I, was, I it was think a, we
0: were there a good 5 plus hours. So it was yeah. well worth it. Um and yeah, lunch was delicious. Like we got um we managed to be on a fairly, I mean, I think everyone pretty much left for it at the same time, but we got there and headed straight to the beach. I'll tell you what did happen. We booked the snoober. Oh, De Palm Island. De Palm Island. That's it. That's where we went. I'm um, so glad it
1: came to you because as soon as you said it, I'm like, yes, yeah, that's it. That's where we went. So we had booked to do the
0: snoober. De Palm Island. I remember the whole name of the excursion. That's why. <laughs> Unfortunately, the sea was insanely rough that day so we did we were literally we'd had the safety briefing we were stood there the tanks were in the water and the guys like the way the waves were crashing up at the dock. he just was you could tell he was like battling with like do i take these people out there and he kind of initially said to people is there anyone that doesn't want to do this looking at the sea yeah, And I've scuba dived before and my husband has, he's not qualified, but he's done discovery scuba dives. And we know that the second you get down under the water, nine times out of 10, it doesn't matter what's going on. At the top, if you're in an enclosed bay, right, it looks worse than it is at the surface. I think the complicating factor was this: is with scuba, you have the scuba tanks on the little dinghies on the surface. Yes,
1: up at the surface, so they're those are moving around and they might pull
0: you because you're on a exactly. line, right? Yeah. So we were kind of like, if he's going to let us go in, we'll go in. Like right. he thinks it's fine, we'll go. But there were people that were going, no, 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 not for me, thank you. And then literally just as I think we were about to kind of go, he went no we can't do it <laughs> yeah yeah you just realized for us to do the sea trek helmet dive instead because it was on the opposite side of the island which was more protected so the waves were not smashing up against it um, but we just decided we're just going to go lay on the beach it was too much too much faffing around and did again they discount they your did they, they organize a the the refund them? with disney it was a little bit
1: it was a partial because you still got the yeah. Palm Islands, right?
0: They didn't quite know; they couldn't tell us what kind of refund we were going to get. They so, needed to
1: negotiate it with Disney because you booked yeah. it through Disney, and so yeah.
0: yeah, yeah, exactly. So we nothing appeared on our account for a couple of days, and it did take us going to the Port Adventures desk and saying, "Hello, yeah, <laughs> what's happening?" And then very shortly after that, it did get sorted out. I forget again how much the refund was but it wasn't I don't think it was an awful lot, but it was you still had the full day there. We enjoyed it all the same.
1: Yeah, and to be fair, the that excursion, it, even without the snuba like add on part, because we when we did De Palm Island, we didn't do it with the snuba. We just did the. Actually, I think we did it with the with a cabana at, at De Palm mm-hmm. Island, and so there were like definitely there were different prices depending upon if you just wanted to do De Palm Island, De Palm Island with snuba, De Palm Island with the Ocean Walk, De Palm Island with the cabana. Right, so there were a bunch of different options, and so it. Even just the De Palm Island one was a a significant cost, if I remember, you know, per person.
0: I think I want to say it was again around that 100 to like, I think it was 100 and I want to say like 130 with the snoober. Yeah. Again, I can't remember how much we got back, but for the amount of time we spent there, there were beach chairs as much food as you wanted, all the drinks you wanted. They had obviously upsells on the drinks. You could get kind of top shelf stuff if you wanted Mm -hmm. to pay. But we kind of just, again, stuck with the rum punch because you're in the Caribbean. Yes, when
1: in when in the Caribbean, that's what you drink. Absolutely. Well, it sounds like a good day at De Palm Island and a good day in Aruba. Your last port stop was Curacao the very next day. What did you guys I know you didn't do a Disney excursion because you mentioned up front you had done you'd planned on these two Disney excursions and then the other two were either booked excursions outside or just time on your own. What did you plan for curacao and how did that work out?
0: Just to wander around and this was the best decision i think there was i think it, it largely came down to there wasn't anything in particular that struck us that we wanted to do from mm-hmm. sort of either the disney list or from me doing my own kind of research so we just decided it all looks fairly compact like and walkable let's mm-hmm. just go have a go and so yeah we we just went and had a wander around we ended up just finding a place to grab some coffee. They have a Curacao kind of letter sign and we just like wandered up and down and it really was crazy how much it reminded me of the Netherlands. Like you really can't tell that it is like a Dutch influenced island. (laughs) Even like there was this very, very cool and I've never seen anything like it. This bridge that swings on cartoons rather than lifting up or separating in the middle the entire bridge from the far i guess the the town side we were coming from the port side and we just got across it in time we had no idea that this was like a thing and we just got off it and started hearing sirens we were like oh what's happening um and then the, these gates like closed down and we we sort of just turned around and staring at it and the bridge literally swung on an axis from...
1: Oh, wow. So it detaches and then swings
0: open. and swings around to be in line with the other, to the side that it's swinging from to let the big ships through and then swings back closed again. Oh, wow. Um, it was so, so interesting to watch. And they had a, and it, a, it we did see, we didn't notice on the side we walked from, but when we were stood there, there is a sign that says, the bridge can be opened up for up to an hour, depending on, you know, and obviously the process of opening and closing it isn't quite It right, takes though. time. Yeah. It takes some time. So, and they did it with people standing on it too. <laughs> they not even clear it. So yeah. you sort of get this ride. We didn't obviously do it. But then they have a free ferry that, you know, little taxi ferry thing that shuttles people in that right. time. So if you get stuck on one side and you want to yeah. get to the other. That was my first <laughs> thought was, what happens if we need to get back to the ship and... What? No. So, (laughs) frankly, that was the way around it. We didn't need it. But yeah, so we just, we didn't really have a plan. We just wandered up and down. Mm -hmm. Like I said, stopped for some coffees. Just did a little bit of shopping, bought some presents for people to bring home. We always, anywhere my husband and I go, we get little trinket things to remember the place. So we had to go and find something that had curacao either written on it or that would remind us where it was. We do this in every port. (laughs) So we found a little craft market and managed to get something there. Yeah, and then again, wandered back to the ship for lunch. Hadn't really come across a particular place that we were like, yes, we want to eat here. So we went, Cabanas? Cabanas. And I had actually thought to look at what time it was open till that day. So we (laughs) kind of just managed to slip in when the half side was open. One side shut down and the other side was still open. Yeah. yeah. So just managed to grab a plate of food before they closed. We didn't have to foot foot it back down the port a little bit to make sure we got there in time. But yeah. (laughs)
1: With it. <laughs> nice. Well, sounds like some great port stops. Let's talk a little bit more about your onboard experience. What kinds of stuff do you and your husband like to get up to on board? I know you mentioned obviously you spend more time in the adult only areas than probably parents with young kids do but what kinds of stuff do you guys like to do on a sea day are you are you sitting out by the pool are you doing trivia are you doing animation are you folding towel animals what are you all up to <laughs> for
0: sure we are we're definitely deck people kind of front yeah. and center well if it, if it especially if it's a whole day we'll go and kind of sit up camp find somewhere read books sunbathe then definitely that's most the time where you're going to find us Mm -hmm. we love to throw in at least one maybe two but normally only one kind of mixology or tasting or something like that so we had done that we actually did that on a port day this time but it was at like 4 p.m and all aboard Mm -hmm. was like 4 30 so I was like this makes sense perfect so we had done that we've I've done towel folding before and I vaguely remember enough that I like to Play games with my stateroom host and yeah. surprise them by making towel animals for them. <laughs> I um, love that. I have photos of some of the ones that I made. So I, I also I have to shout out Giselle, our stateroom host, just the best stateroom host. Oh, I've I love ever that. had. She was so wonderful. I think she's been with Disney since the beginning. So wow. she's she was just phenomenal. Like just so brilliant. So like, I, I bet she so loved your conference. talent. I love she. I bet she loved your towel animals, though. Yeah, she like <laughs> I'll I'll do it like I would put like my baseball cap on it or like my sunglasses. But she had her own props, like yeah. that she would bring in. Like I've never had a room attendant that had their own props. Like yeah, I've had them use my things. Yes, I've had them mean, use my like, sunglasses. Or she had yeah. all her own stuff. That it did have like sneaky like her name like written inside them. <laughs> but yeah, she would make something, and I would try and turn it into something else mostly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know I like surprising like you know we we've always loved our room attendants but she was just 11 out of 10. Oh. Just so I you know I, I say she was so accommodating like it's not like we need tons of accommodation but she would always she she just twinged on to like our kind of schedule and yeah. you know she would all she took the time to ask us like we would see her every day as well because mm-hmm. the last Last year, a cruise that I went on, I think we saw our room attendant twice the whole time, Um, which just depends on their schedule and what's going on. and I completely get that. But it was really wonderful that she was just, she just seemed to always be there. Whenever we went out, she was around and she would ask us like, are you going to the show or are you out today? Like, so she just new and we'd always come back and she'd always been through there it was just she was just wonderful I Um, love that too I feel like when they ask
1: you your schedule like are you know are you headed to breakfast or you know or they'll it'll usually be like oh are Brian and Nathan still sleeping or something like that right because they're trying to figure out like when is the best time for them to clean and or make up your room, right? If Especially in the morning, if they're having to put away one of the beds for a kid, or just or just you know get through everybody's rooms. They're trying to sort of figure out how they're going to tackle their day, yeah. And so it helps. And but there, it's also like a friendly you know conversation starter. Too. It was so, so lovely,
0: even to the yeah. point where I said to her, "Can you request? Can you request roomerton like stateroom yeah. host? <laughs> she was like, no, I oh. have a section.
1: <laughs> yep, exactly. You, if, I mean, if you know that person's going to be on board and you've, you you know, but they do get moved. That's the only, uh, you know, they yes. have a section. I was like, how do we, how can we have you? And she was like, it's
0: really hard.
1: Really impossible. Like, yeah. The only way I would say is that it might work out is if you're sailing in concierge, because there are certain room attendants that are, like they they. They're assigned as concierge. Yeah, Yeah, it's a smaller section. Exactly. So we've... We had the benefit of having on the Magic, our last two cruises on the Magic, because we were sailing in concierge, we were sailing in different rooms each time, but in the same, you know, I mean, they're all in the same area. They're all on one deck. They're all on deck eight on the Magic. And so, but there are more than, you know, there are more than one stateroom attendants, but we just happened to get the same one, two cruises. Mm -hmm. And they weren't back-to-back cruises. They were, you know, separated by several months, but we had the same stateroom attendant also one our favorite stateroom attendant we've ever had too so <laughs> yeah it's really wonderful it, when you you know do end up with the same person but it's really as you mentioned really hard you would have to have it would have to be a, just a coincidence frankly yeah, i think
0: exactly um, but she did say to us she was like because obviously i said we I not we I am cruising with my dad in mm-hmm. August of this year, and she said, "Well, whoever your room attendant is, just ask them, and they can tell you what floor I'm on." She and we can find this. We can find Yeah, did it absolutely. Well, because she was just yeah. so lovely.
1: Yeah. Well, and bring her chocolate or something. I feel like mm-hmm. they, you know they they don't get to get off the ship that much. I mean, they do get it to get off the ship, but not as much as you would think. I think no. Uh, are every day,
0: morning. Yeah, they're and working evening, so and hard. got to find that time in the middle, haven't they? So. Yeah,
1: yeah. they were, And they work so hard every day with all of the making up the room and then the turndown service. And, you know, a lot of other cruise lines only do making up the room or, or cleaning the room once a day. They do, you know, once a day service. And Disney still does twice a day service no matter what category room you're in. And frankly, if you need something, they'll come more than that. And it's, yes. you know, especially if you've got, you know, sort of a nap set up for kids or something like that. So yeah, they're so, so, so amazing. I love to hear them. I love when you have a cast member who just really impacts your vacation in a positive way and, and you can shout out to them even and though they
0: had, Yeah, we actually had two, well, I say two instances of that this cruise because our dining team were also phenomenal. <sighs> and a hilarious story about this is that on the cruise that I went on with Lindsay, which we came and spoke to you about from last summer, main server had said, we, you know, we'd been talking about previous cruises and stuff. And I said, oh, we had this really amazing serving team when we did Panama Canal. It was, it was Manish and Sheldon and we absolutely loved them. And this that. And he goes, oh, I know Manish. He's on the dream now. And I was like, Ugh. I'm what? on the dream. <laughs> so of course, I don't know his last name because I have not been smart enough to save the little piece of paper. Which top tip? If you like your service, if you like any of your servers, save that little piece of paper because it keeps yeah. paying for you. Yes, or take a
1: picture of it. Right, that's yeah. the other. Yeah.
0: So I had contacted my travel agent and said, "Can you put in a request? Because I've heard that the server that we really love is on the Dream. It was a different manish." oh no (laughs) but we had Manish and Ajus and they were just wonderful like oh good such a great pairing so much fun we always get we always get given a hard time by our service team at dinner because they'll say what do you want for dessert and we'll go nothing thank you like (laughs) we're just not dessert people we generally unless it's something I really really like we just don't tend to eat it Mm-hmm. Um so we tend to have a starter and a main and that's enough for us. Um but it got to a point where James again said nothing thank you but I had ordered something one night. Um and so I just brought him a plate that said nothing. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> In chocolate. And it was and <laughs> Yeah, Manisha's magic tricks were great and he like they were just so so brilliant. And like I'm gonna request them again for the cruise later this year because why wouldn't you? Oh my just, god. All right, I love it. That's awesome.
1: The like I said, those cast cast experiences and those relationships are so special. And when you get a great team that really makes your vacation even better, it's it's just the stars have aligned. I love that.
0: Yeah, and, and we were going to find, we would say, where are you for breakfast? And did <laughs> we go and find them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, you
1: mentioned you went to Palo for dinner on this mm-hmm. cruise and you guys have been to Palo before, but did it, you know, did it live up to, you know, your expectations? Did you have fi- find any differences um, since this was your first time doing Palo on the Dream?
0: Mm. So this was my first time doing Palo since... They had the a la carte menu because ah. I really, I don't think I have done it since my first cruise. Actually, wow. So I've done Paolo now twice and also Remy now twice. Mm-hmm. I did Remy last summer and I had done Remy many years back mm-hmm. pre-pandemic. And also I think Paolo was what we did the first cruise. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, we, we went a la carte, which I think was the, definitely the right choice for us, mm-hmm. just because there were different things on there that we wanted. Yeah. Our server was also wonderful. Would I do it again next time? Probably not. Not that it was bad, not that there was anything wrong with it. For me, it just didn't stand up as oh, much as I had hoped. And okay. I don't know if it's that Remy's ruined it or me <laughs> I,
1: I don't know. Or maybe your main dining was just so good.
0: Main dining was great. And I almost felt sad that we weren't with Manishina just that night. So <laughs> right. Maybe it's that as well. Like the food, it was good. We got a few different things to share. But I mm-hmm. think also the cost on top, I was a bit like.
1: Yeah. Well, and a la carte does end up being quite a bit more expensive than how it used to be where it was yeah. All just a fixed price, or if you go with the fixed price menu, I totally understand not going with the fixed price menu. Brian never goes with the fixed price menu in Palo for dinner because the the main dishes that he likes are
0: ne- are not on there, right? And so I'll say James had the buco yeah and it was delicious yeah and And massive probably yeah Yeah. it was the the food there was nothing wrong with the food it was it was delicious food it was not that we didn't like it it was not that we didn't have a good experience would I do it for maybe a special occasion like if I was on board for my birthday or an anniversary or something yeah probably maybe I'd love to go and try the brunch. I'm not put off to the point where I wouldn't go and try the brunch again. I have not yeah. done the brunch in years. We yeah, just not I would have preferred, I think to have done a brunch reservation. We just couldn't get one. yeah, so yeah the brunch is
1: fantastic. It is a massive amount of food because you can order however much you want of everything. <laughs> yeah, they don't do the buffet anymore, but there's so much you can order whatever you want off the menu. And so it's, yeah, it's a massive amount of food. You got to go in. With an empty stomach, definitely. And equally, but, we
0: thought about doing Remy. Mm-hmm. And we had we had a booking for both and we said we will only do one of the two. Mm-hmm. And James kind of said, well, you did do Remy with Lindsay last, like in the summer. Do you want right. to do it again? And I said, actually, probably not because it is, it's an experience in itself. Yes. And James is also, he has... Has he done it before? I feel like yeah, I think he has done it before, and so we were kind of like, well, let's do the thing that you haven't done. Sure, sure. Plus, Remy's
1: a longer experience too, right? Like, yeah, it's a lot of money.
0: Like, it is that is that is a lot of money for food.
1: Um, It it, it definitely it's worth
0: it. Absolutely, it is Mm. phenomenal food, but it is you are preparing to spend a good chunk of money that night. (laughs) Yeah, yeah.
1: Well. Laura, before I subject you to some arbitrary rules, some arbitrary questions and a dash of judgment, is there anything I haven't asked you about that we've missed or any highlights that you wanted to tell our audience about?
0: I think the only other thing that I haven't talked about that we did was we actually spent most, I guess I kind of mentioned that the adult-only area was didn't really work for us. Mm-hmm. What we ended up doing was spending most evenings up in Meridian. Uh, Um, yes, with the team up there and we really enjoyed that so what we tended to do was we we didn't go to any of the non-disney performers either because we'd seen them before or they just didn't strike a chord with us that we wanted to go and see them so we'd go and sit up and actually had a really It was just such perfect weather for sitting out on the deck there. So they actually did have cognac, whiskey, et cetera, tastings. And every night they had spare spaces and Gabriel would say, do you want to join in? And we were like, (laughs) no, it's okay. (laughs) We'll Um, just sit and have our cocktail. (laughs) But they they would not necessarily kick you out. You could go and sit on the deck and they would Mm -hmm. they still had one of the service team coming out and serving on the deck so oh that's great It's really lovely so if you are either without kids or the kids are in the kids clubs i I do hi i think meridian is something that people don't find yeah and we are big lovers of keys and cadillac lounge on the smaller ships and Mm -hmm. that's where we spend all our time in the evenings yeah. On the smaller ships. And so I think Meridian is kind of the substitute for that for us. Um, yes. And even smaller. E- yeah, yeah. But equally, we'd talk to people on the deck in the day and be like, oh, like, have you been up to watch the sunset at Meridian? Because it is, it's stunning to sit and watch. And they'd be like, what's Meridian? Yeah. Well, I feel like
1: people only find out about it if they go to Apollo or Remy, right? Because it's right there. You know, right in between Paulo and Remy, on the dream and the fantasy. But if you don't go to dinner or brunch over at one of those restaurants, it's totally tucked away, right? You wouldn't like necessarily, right. right? Why exactly? And and there is a reason to go up there. Meridian is a great bar, and it's generally pretty quiet. I, I didn't know that they were letting people stay even during the drink tastings on the deck because at the other on the other ships there isn't. You can't, right? Like there isn't no space a- for it. Right. Really. So when they're doing a drink tasting or a seminar, drink seminar in one of the bars, that bar is shut down, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah,
0: it's the case for yeah. most of the others. So Skyline, yeah, O'Gills, whenever there was a sign outside that was like beverage seminar in progress.
1: Yes, exactly. So that's lovely that you can that you could do that. I yeah, yeah. I, I will have to take advantage of that next time we're on the fantasy, which will be Thankfully, in December of this year, we have not been on the Fantasy in way, 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 way too long. And same with the Dream. Frankly, we haven't been on the Dream in way too long as well. But I'm excited to to get back on. I mean, like you, the classic ships have my heart. But my first ship was the Fantasy. So the Fantasy also fantasy. has... yeah. yeah that special place okay so we're gonna do your we're gonna do do a a shortened rapid fire because we did rapid fire with you the last time you were on the show i believe if my memory is right but i want to ask you disney cruise line favorites because now that you've been on the dream you have more options right the last time we talked to you your only options were the magic the wonder or the fantasy and so i i have to you know i have to ask you like like Now, what is your favorite bar?
0: I think uh, Keys is still going to have it. All right. It's Cadillac Lounge. I don't mind. Awesome. All right.
1: Favorite onboard activity. Has that changed?
0: Still laying on the deck. Favorite thing to do. I mean, I guess probably in Europe, less so, but... Right. <laughs> you do tend to... <laughs> the weather's not as, as. <laughs> 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 That's right. Yeah, that's why you guys
1: come over so much to the States because the, that weather is just kind of a thing. Yeah. I just can't get it
0: over here. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. Favorite rotational dining? Got to be Triton's. Oh, interesting. All right. What was the favorite favorite space on the Disney Dream? oh meridian oh awesome what was what's your favorite port and let's set aside castaway let's not include castaway
0: oh oh my gosh sam i know What's my favorite port oh my goodness of all the ones you've
1: been to so you can include stuff from this trip or and from previous trips i think
0: i think antigua has it Oh it wow! Was really lovely. The welcome when we got there in port, even yeah. though we pr- we pretty much did go straight onto the catamaran, but then we did go and have a little walk around after. Yeah. But that I think that excursion takes it. It was yeah. yeah. James and I have both said that was probably the best excursion we've ever done. I love so, that. Awesome. I think, I think that wins it, for Antigua.
1: Awesome. Okay, this is a really important question, Laura. Favorite Disney Cruise Line stage show. P.T. in the base. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> That's the right answer. You've already won, but I'm still gonna ask you a couple of more questions. All right. Remy versus Paulo. Remy. All right. Aqua duck versus aqua dunk. Aqua dunk. Yes, absolutely. Favorite ship now. Still the wonder. Still the wonder. Absolutely. <laughs> Good job, Laura. All right. And my last question bucket list cruise where are you going in the world if you could sail tomorrow on a disney cruise line ship anywhere
0: well when you asked me this last time i cheated and said i would go around the world that is still true but i would love to do asia maybe out oh, yeah. of singapore and and see some different ports around that yeah. area you might be able to do
1: that on a disney ship in a couple well, of yes, years
0: and, yeah <laughs> I, I, I don't think that it's that far away and it's yeah. definitely something I would love to do. But, you know, really, really looking forward to the South Pacific, I think. That yeah. also comes, of, of, the, of the cruises available, mm-hmm. just the opportunity to go to some of those islands that you Absolutely. just really wouldn't go to otherwise, yeah. I don't think. So to have that opportunity to experience that culture, like I'm incredibly excited and grateful for. Oh, yeah.
1: Well, Laura, I have to say thank you for coming on the show again. We... Absolutely love having you on. Uh, we'd love to have you come back on, perhaps to talk about your Sydney to Honolulu cruise, February of 2025. That sounds amazing. Are you going to get to spend some time in Australia before that cruise?
0: That's a plan. We we don't have fleshed out plans yet because obviously way too early for flights and sure. kind of other things, but we, we have an idea. We definitely, you can't go all that way. We want to try and do New Zealand, Australia, that is going to be a long holiday I'm taking. It is. it is. I do not know how it's going
1: to work, but we're going to
0: find a way.
1: Where there's a will, there's a way, Laura. Absolutely, I love it.
0: we'll make it work.
1: Awesome. Well, thank you again, and we, like I said, we we love hearing about your travels, and we hope to have you on to talk about that cruise. And thanks again for coming.
0: Thank you so much, Sam
2: All the things are there, including a way you can sign up to be a guest on the show if you'd like to share your Disney Cruise Line experience. Most importantly, you can always email us at dclduo at gmail.com if you'd like to connect with us. Or you can call our voicemail line if you'd like to leave us a message. We love to include the voices of our listeners in our show. Just dial 402-413-5590. That's 402 402- 413 And that will head straight to our Google Voice voicemail line. The DCL Dual Podcast is not affiliated with Disney Cruise Line, the Disney Company or the Disney family. of theme parks, the views expressed on the show are solely those of the individuals on the podcast and in no way reflect the views of the Disney Company or Disney Cruise Line. If you have questions about a Disney cruise or a Disney vacation, please contact Disney directly or your own travel agent or the great folks over at My Path Unwinding Travel. Thanks again for listening and we'll see you next time for another fabulous Disney adventure with the DCL. Duo. Good night.